Our God is a moving God. And if you're not moving with Him, you are stuck. And you need to be unstuck. Welcome to Roy Chapman Ministries with Pastor Roy and Sister Judy Chapman. Pastor Roy Chapman has a powerful message to bless you and encourage you. Now join us for this life-changing message from Pastor Roy Chapman. Hallelujah. I want to minister to you. You feel turned to Psalms, Psalms 1. I want to minister to you this morning about being stuck. About being what? Stuck. Now, I'm not talking about being stuck up. Don't want nobody stuck up. Are you listening? <laughs> but we're not talking about that this morning. And we're not talking about being stuck with the bill. Has anybody ever been stuck with a bill? Or was the tab, you know, you go out to eat with somebody and they forgot their bill forward or wallet or uh, whatever, and you sort of was, what? Stuck. <laughs> Stuck like Chuck is a, no reflection on Chuck. There was any Chucks in here, as those saying goes, but you sort of got stuck. We're not talking about that kind of stuck this morning, but uh, we're talking about being stuck in a lot of other ways, in a lot of areas that we're going to be talking about. And the word stuck is being caught or caught up or being fixed. Too many of God's people are stuck, we're caught up into something, or we're fixed into it, and we're not getting it loose off of our lives so we can move in the things of God the way the Lord wants us to. So, so many times we get stuck in situations that come against our lives and burden our lives. We get stuck upon them and we don't move in the things of God the way the Lord expects us to or wants us to. We're just stuck. We're just sort of stuck. Has anybody ever been stuck? Well, I got a feeling there's a whole lot of us stuck right now. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah, because I don't believe the Lord would have given me the message if there wasn't some people just stuck. And what's happening in America, most Christians are stuck. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Now, most Christians are stuck. That's what's wrong with most Christians, when I'm saying Christians, I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm talking about churches, talking about preachers. I'm talking about everybody. I'm not just talking about one particular person. I'm talking about there's preachers. They're just going with the flow, so to speak. We're not designed to go with the flow. We're designed to be the flow. See, we're designed to be the flow, but if we're stuck in one position, we're not moving in the things of God for God, then therefore we are stuck 
in that situation. I realize there are things that come. There's things that happen to us. There's life itself that causes us sometime to get stuck in those situations. When we feel like there's nothing we can do, we just feel like, oh, I don't know what to do, so therefore we are just stuck. Just stuck. The children of Israel got stuck. Now see, the Lord wants to take us to the promised land. Just like he wanted to take Israel to the promised land. They were headed where? In the right direction, but they allowed things to start coming to their minds, to start coming into their hearts. And so what did they start doing? They started what? Complaining, murmuring. Is any of that going on today? I got a feeling that same thing is happening in the body of Christ today. We got murmuring. We got complaining. Hello, unsatisfied people that think people are supposed to meet their needs. People is not going to meet your needs. God uses people to meet your needs, but your ultimate source is from the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of people get married because they think, oh, oh, he's going to fulfill me. She's going to fulfill me. That's not going to happen. I hate to shock you, but that's not going to happen because you must be fulfilled before you get a mate. If you're going to get married, you as the individual should be fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ ready to give, not to receive. Oh, I'm not going to get no amens. (laughs) But that's the truth. And the truth will set you free. So the children of Israel, they started on their way to where? Where was they headed? To the promised land. Where are we supposed to be headed? The promised land. The Lord has promised us Miracles, signs, and wonders. He has promised us blessings, abundantly blessings. Come on now, somebody. But they started murmuring and complaining. So what happened? They got stuck in that. They got what? Stuck in their murmuring and complaining that they didn't continue to flow the way God ordained and orchestrated them to do. That's happening to the body of Christ right now. We're murmuring and complaining more than we are seeking the face of God. We're murmuring and complaining more than what we're doing, the Word of God. We're murmuring and complaining instead of taking action. We are just murmuring and complaining. Come on, somebody. So therefore, we are getting stuck. And actually, in reality, we're getting pushed back. The Lord wants to take us to the promised land. He said, I wish above all things that you may prosper. You may what? Prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. But if you're stuck, your soul 
it's not prospering the way the Lord wants it to prosper. So he wants to take you to a new level in a new direction. He wants you to be always moving in the right direction because our God is a moving God. I said he's a moving God. And if you're not moving with him, you are stuck and you need to be unstuck. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's turn to Psalms. Psalms 1. And it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his laws he meditates, Day and night. He is like a tree that is planted by the streams of water, which yields forth its fruit in season, and whose leaves does not wither. Whatever he does, come on now, whatever he does prospers. Not so. With the wicked, they are like chaffs that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over. Somebody ought to say, thank you, Jesus. For the Lord watches over the ways of the righteous but the ways of the wicked will perish. Hallelujah. So what is happening now to the body of Christ in so many situations, now we are walking in the counsel of the ungodly. We're listening to the ones that's not listening to God, in other words. We're talking about Jehovah God. Let's be clear what we're talking about here. But we're taking counsel. And we may not be going and saying, listen, I I want you to tell me what I need to do about this. But when we're taking counsel, what we're doing is we are joining with them and doing what they're doing. So therefore, that's what we're doing. We're doing like the world's doing, so we're getting stuck. And they're not wanting what you had because you are really more like they are. We're listening, and then we are participating, and then we are acting like the ungodly. But that's what's happening to God's people. And we wonder why we're losing out on things. We're wondering why we're not seeing the signs and the wonders. We wonder why we're not seeing the miracles. You can't see the signs and the wonders and the miracles if you don't want to be a sign and a wonder. See, you're supposed to be, I'm supposed to be a sign. What is a sign? It tells something. Come on, somebody. Amen, Brother Shabbat. I'll amen myself. Hallelujah. 
A sign tells something. You're going down the road, it says, stop, bridge out ahead. Then what do you do? Oh, you floorboard the car. No, that would be foolish, right? No, you turn and go on the detour or whatever's going on. We've got to do the same thing in life, folks. We've got, we got, we got to be a sign that people say, I want what they got. Hallelujah. I need what they have. That sign, uh, you ain't said nothing, but the brightness and the lightness upon you and the joy within you and, and your attitude. I want what you have. That's a sign. We, as godly people, are supposed to have a sign about us. Hallelujah. And it'll make people wonder what you got. You'll be a sign and a wonder because people will wonder about what you have and they will ask you what you have. Therefore, then you are open to witness to them about your Jesus. Has somebody ought to say praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this is why one of the reasons that the churches are not seeing a move of God because we're listening to the ungodly and we're, we're, we're allowing them to have too much influence in our lives. Now look at somebody and say, that's the wrong way. And we're going to stop immediately in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we listen to people who criticize. Boy, it really got quiet, didn't it? We listen to people who criticize. And then we join in a lot of times with the criticism. Now, a lot of times what's happening in America is a lot of, let's just be honest about it, in most churches we have listened to the criticism that the, the ungodly has about the Christians, so we have sort of stepped back and sort of let them take over. We are supposed to be the salt. We're supposed to be the light. We're supposed to take dominion. God's people is the ones that's supposed to be in control. We're supposed to be setting the path for righteousness for His name's sake for everyone else want to do that versus wanting to do what the things of the world is doing and us quit taking a back seat, if you please, and we start taking the platform. I'm not talking about getting on the front seat. I'm talking about taking the platform. You and I can take the platform of life. We can speak the saith the Lord. We're going to live according to the word of God in our lives, and that's that. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We need to get away. If we get away from that criticism, then we're not going, if we're not listening to it, then we're not going to be criticizing our, anybody ourselves. But what happens so many times is that 
we have listened to so much criticism, then it's real simple and real easy for us to criticize someone else. Instead of praying for them, interceding for them, hello. Ah, uh, you know, brother so-and-so, he's always been like that. Come on. But no, we need to quit that because we get stuck in that. We need to get out of that. Somebody say amen. Now, so therefore, well, the next thing we have to do, we have to get away from the complainers. Oh, my. I said we have to get away from the complainers. I know none of y'all know nobody like that. But the complainers are always unhappy about something. They complain about this. They complain about that. If They're going to find something to complain about. If they can't complain about something, they'll find something else. They'll just complain about complaining. Hello. Hello. I mean, you know, they'll complain about their Coca-Cola if they can't complain about anything else. You know, it just ain't what it used to be. It's not really the real thing no more. I mean, you know, complainers are complainers. But what happens is then we join in with that too. See, that, that, all of that carries spirits that we allow to attach to us and then we get stuck in that and we're like the children of Israel because these are the things that they was doing. Hello. They're complaining. So then we join in on all of the complaints. Oh, let me give you a list of complaints. You know, instead of giving me a prayer request that believing God's going to do this, I got some complaints. You know, I know none of y'all never been to the services for churches where they complained about the chandelier the pastor put out there, you know, or complained about the carpet. Thank God we don't have any of that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, it's going on. It's out there. Churches are being split over somebody put the wrong color carpet in there for us, half the church was concerned. <laughs> Just going to complain, complain. And anything division's in, God's not in. You ought to write that down. Anything division is in, God's not in it. Hallelujah. You know why a lot of marriages break up? Complain. If you'd have fixed this meal right, I could have enjoyed it. If you'd have cooked some steak, I wouldn't have to be eating this chicken. Just complain. Hello. If you'd get up earlier, we wouldn't be late. Complain. Maybe simple things. Hello. Why don't you pick up your clothes? The simple things. But we complain. Now, you ought to pick up your clothes. And I need to start doing a better job, too. <laughs> but I don't hear nobody complain. Thank God. How many knows that's a department? Yeah, 
You get stuck in that. Once you get stuck in that, you start finding fault with everything. You just start complaining about everything. Hallelujah. So we're going to get away from complainers, and then therefore we're not going to be in that group, and we're not going to be what? We're not going to be complaining. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we're going to call out what thus saith the Lord in our hearts, in our lives, and we're going to move in the things of what? The things of God. Hallelujah. We must take a stand and do according to His Word, not somebody else's. We must take a stand and do according to His Word, not somebody else's. Did you hear what I said? Because so many times, that's what's going on today. We're doing what someone else says. It sometimes sounds good. And I'm going to tell you something. We do not live in ordinary times. No, we don't live in ordinary times. But you are ordained and orchestrated for this time or you wouldn't be here. But you and I need to learn how to discern and know who to listen to because there's a lot of voices out there and there's a lot of this saith the Lord, this the Lord's not talking. And so we're trying to do because we're not detecting what's really God and what's not. Because a lot of times we're not in the Word of God to know what the Word's saying. So therefore, a lot of times this is even against the Word of God. But we don't know. And it sounds good. So therefore, we just do it. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. But we got to get unstuck. We got to get unstuck. In Psalms 31, and it says in verse 4, Free me from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. Now I'm out in IV. Now listen, free me what? From the trap. Because this is a trap that the enemy has set for God's people. For all of these things we've been talking about, he has got a trap set. He's to believe you me, he's got a whole lot more traps too. But he's got that trap and a whole lot more that he has set for you and he wants you to fall in that trap and stay in that trap. Why did the children of Israel not get to the promised land? Because they were stuck in that trap. And so God got tired of listening to what they were saying. How many knows that Lord's listening to everything we say? Hello. And if we're saying the wrong stuff, we end up with the wrong stuff. I knew I wasn't going to get no amens there. But it's still the truth. And the Bible says over in Numbers that the Lord God said, I'm going to give them exactly what they're saying. See, they said, we're going to be destroyed. Hello, we're going to end up dying out here in the desert. So what happened to them? They ended up going to, not going to the promised land because of their mouth. I want to tell you today, you listen, however you may be listening, 
quit saying bad things about America. Quit saying bad things about America. I know there's a lot of prophets prophesying a lot of stuff out there right now. And I'm not coming against nobody. But I'm telling you, you and I need to start being positive in the things of God. I'm not saying there's not hard times coming. I'm not saying there's not stuff we're going to have to go through. Because the Bible says there is. But you can still be positive. You can still move in the things of God. And you can have the right kind of heart and the right kind of spirit about it. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's talk about Paul. Now, Paul in 2 Corinthians 11 and 25, and it says, it says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. Think about that, folks. This man went through it. We're talking about Paul. He went through it. In verse 27, it says, Often gone without sleep, I have known hunger and thirst, and have often gone without food. I have been cold, and I have been naked. Now, that's going through some stuff. Are you listening to me? I said, that's going through some stuff. But you know what? According to the Word of God, he didn't get stuck in the stuff. Are you still with me? Now in Acts 27 and 41, we're still talking about Paul here. This is one of the shipwrecks. And it says, But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground the bow, stuck fast and would not move, and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. So the ship was what? Destroyed. It was tore up. You know what? That tells me the ship today is you and I. We're getting stuck in these positions of some we've mentioned and some we haven't. Some are other things. You know what you're stuck in. You know what's been your hang up, if you want to call it hung up, hang up. Okay, but you're stuck in that position and what's happening is life itself and the things of life and other things coming against you, what's happening is it's destroying you just like it did that ship. That ship was like stuck there. It couldn't move. So when the rains and the storm, when the winds, which was happening, when it was coming and beating against it, it was what? Falling apart. That's what's happening in the body of Christ. We're stuck in these situations, still moving in the things of God and knowing the power of God and knowing what God can do and will do. We start wondering, is God going to do this for us? Because why? It's like one thing after another keeps coming against us. Well, we're stuck in the same position. So anything that comes down that alley, has anybody ever heard about this is a, a tornado alley? Yeah, tornado alley. I used to live in a place called Hale Center, Texas. 
Yes, that was the name of it. I lived there. And it had this massive tornado come down through there. And it was less than a half a block from our house. And I was young and foolish in those days. And I got a little bit smarter. But I was outside and because, you know, the, 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 here's this tornado coming. And I wanted to see this thing. Now, that's, that's not real bright. But I was out there and I'm listening to it. And it literally sounded like a freight train. And I saw that thing coming. I didn't have no way of making any pictures. But I saw it coming. I wish I had them. But he saw it coming, and it come down through, and it came right down the main drag, and it just destroyed and tore that town to pieces. So later, I was talking to some old-timers, and they said, oh, that's Tornado Alley. That ain't the first time that's ever happened to us. So I'm like, why do you keep building in the same places? If, if you really believe that's Tornado Alley, I think I'd get out of the alley and get on the street, so to speak. You know, I mean, y- Do y'all know what alleys are? <laughs> but we need to get unstuck. As God's people, we need to stay in what? In the flow. In the flow. So Christ is expecting us and wanting us to not be stuck And he wants us to move in him. Are you still with me? In John 8.31, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, how are you going to be unstuck? How are you not going to be stuck? Hold to God's teaching. Hold to the word of God. Stand on the word of God. In John 8 and 32, and it says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. In Psalms 118 and 5, and it says, In my anguish I cried to the Lord, and He answered by setting me free. Woo! If you happen to be one of those people stuck, and there's not too many people not stuck in something today. If you happen to be one of those people that's stuck, you need to call on the Lord. And I assure you, He will set you free. He will listen to your call. He will listen to you cry. In my anguish, I cried to the Lord. And He answered by setting me free. Oh, hallelujah. Whatever you're stuck with today, let it go. You ought to just say, Lord, I let it go. I let it go. Lord, I'm not going to be stuck in it no more. I'm calling out to you. I'm asking you, dear Heavenly Father, pry me loose if you must. But Lord, let me move in the things of God. That I want to be a sign and a wonder. Lord, that my life will represent what you want it to represent. That the glory of Almighty God will shine up on me and shine through me. In the name of Jesus. So precious Holy Spirit, take your place in my heart and my life, 
and I'm going to give you the glory. I'm going to give you the praise. If you're listening to me and you don't know Jesus Christ, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Just repeat after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I give you my heart. I give you my life. Do something with it, Lord. Cleanse me. Help me to live for you every day. In Jesus' name. This is your year. I am Pastor Roy Chatlin, and I'd like to invite you to our morning services every Sunday at 11 a.m. What happened to you in the past does not define who you are now. At Worship Tabernacle, 3006 East Ritchie Road, Humble, Texas. Come and experience the mighty presence of our Lord. listening to our podcast today. For more information about Roy Chapman Ministries, please visit worshiptabernacle.tv and have a Jesus-filled day.